Here in Silver Lake, California. My name is Ron Erickson the second. And I am Patrick Pope the only. And tonight we have a special guest, one of my dearest friends, one of my first friends that I made when I moved to LA six <laughs> years ago. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, hello, I'm Eric Leland Thompson. Oh, and just walking in the door. And walking in the door, we got George Kimmel the third. Oh my god. The fourth. There's... What's happening, guys? The fourth. He's a fourth. There's we have... so many suffixes in this room right now. <laughs> he we brought got... a four pack. <laughs> he brought a four pack and the he third is the fourth. brought a fourth. He brought a wolf pup golden road, too. Very appropriate oh for uh, wolf goodness. ticks. Hello, oh, George. Hey, Blondie. How are you? Do you dye your hair, George? Your hair is so blonde. A little bit, okay. I gotta admit, it's, a, it's almost natural. It's almost natural. Uh, yeah, kind of like uh, George St. Pierre. Uh, we're, we're just doing a little almost bit of a te- technical resetting right now. Oh, we are. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's push that mic in. to the we'll max. Sit up here. Yeah. That is, there we all get in. You here. guys look like a barbershop gross. quartet without the uh, quartet. Hello. <laughs> or the barbershop. <laughs> You're just three barbers. This will be a great thing once you guys switch to video and you just have like half of the studio is just on one mic yeah, and then Ron's in the yeah. corner doing stand-up <laughs> hey, hey, hey. first of all Eric, I love that Eric is coming in with like the grand vision for us <laughs> yeah. I love it because we have none <laughs> I know it's excellent um man Whew. it's good to be back it's good to be back potting and having so many people here so many souls so many spirits so many heartbeats with me so many heartbeats. George, tell us what, what you, you... George just walked in, and for you guys who don't know, George Kimmel is a podcast producer. Oh, man. It's or been man. a busy week, guys. I uh, Well, last night we had the anniversary show of uh, Tiger Belly. 60 episodes, right? Yeah, but so uh, there were a couple extra wow. bonus episodes, so yeah, one year. So for you guys who don't know, uh, George Kimmel produces Bobby Lee's podcast, Tiger Belly. <coughs> have, have you been on since day one? Uh, no, I got on on episode 29 when okay. Asakiro was on, and I've been doing the uh, video ever <coughs> since. And uh, every so often I get on a mic and get embarrassed. You know, it's really hard. I'm, I'm the only, I'm a minority there. I'm the only white guy. They, they make fun of how I talk, that you know. It must be like, really hard for you. Bro. Yeah, well, it is. George, you, <laughs> like, do, you sound like a baseball announcer from the 1930s. <laughs> oh, I'm getting made fun of here, too, <laughs> no, now. I can't, I, I can't go to any podcast without getting made fun of. Like, Vin Scully is retiring shortly. <laughs> yeah. if you're looking for a new job. It's a compliment. Hey, here we're, we're on a podcast. It's a perfect podcast voice. Can you just say something about a home run? Something, something, home run? <laughs> I, will, I will say, George, I have been like a madman trying to catch up on episodes. I've listened to mo- most of everything you produce. And Bobby Lee's shtick per episode is at least the opening two minutes of just handing you your ass. (laughs) Did you catch the latest one today? Yeah, he he put you on blast. He put you on total blast. Bobby, what are you doing, man? (laughs) I introduced you to George. You're putting my boy on blast. Do you actually get your real feelings hurt for real? 
Bobby Lee, more or less. No. You, so you're hanging out with Kalila's best friend these days. Yeah, and I walked into that room with options, and then Bobby puts me on blast as uh, who I've been hanging out with, and I don't. Anybody who listens to it, no more options. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's who George is going with. I, just wait, he, I thought I thought I was an option as well. No. No, no. I have one option, and I hope I, I hope I, I get it. Who knows? <laughs> Shit. Uh, Anyway, let's get to our, our other guest. We, we've introduced George Kimmel yeah. properly. He's come in like a like a like a like a, a shit storm, <laughs> a firing shit storm. Um, but we got Eric Thompson. Eric, hey guys, Eric and Eric has some Dana White uh, experience. Oh yeah, this is a Dana White exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. This is, our, is this our first exclusive that we've ever? Is this the first news that we've ever broken? We're, like we're hanging out with someone who has had like <laughs> serious time with Dana White. So we're we, uh, turning into the National Enquirer. More or less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Podcast. Let me let me throw Cliff Notes version. Uh, so uh, Ed Bassmaster, who I George for sure knows. I know you know yeah, him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you know. Yeah, the as fisherman well. guy. The fisherman guy. <laughs> he's he's a, a YouTube sensation these days. Uh, I was filming with Ed for a minute and uh, got around to talking about fights, and then somehow coaxed him into inviting me to a UFC event in Vegas. Which I forget the number. I was looking it up earlier today. It was when um, Rashad was there, right? I don't remember if Rashad was there. It was when uh, Velasquez fought uh, Bigfoot for the second time. Okay. And it was also when JDS landed the fucking crazy spinning back kick. Yes. On uh, on what's his name? But so, anyways, we I, I meet them out in Vegas. Um, day of the fight. We go, we're, we're like getting ready in the room or whatever. Ed had previously met Dana at some random event in, in Philadelphia, and Dana liked him because he's a fucking goofball. I wish there was some Blair Witch music playing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Basically, he texts Dana a few hours before the fight, and is like, oh, what's up? We're like, we're hanging out. And this is completely contrary to all of my prior beliefs of the bro person, Dana White. And I mean, he still is a fucking bro, but super nice dude. Literally texts him, come up to my room, his private room at MGM, which is like the most absurd room I've ever been in. Like this two-story crazy penthouse and buffet table and all this shit. Go up there, hang out with him and his dudes. I'm talking like old like punk hardcore music with him because he grew up in boston so i'm like t talking about all this shit which was super cool eventually he's like all right i gotta go down to the fights you guys just hang out just leaves me ed and this this dude jesse just alone in his penthouse and we're like what the fuck go down to the fights Wait, was jesse ed's boy yeah, yeah he, he's another like youtube uh, yeah, uh yeah. i forget his last name kind of a, a jersey shore guy. type Jersey Shore type dude. It's him and his girlfriend do uh -huh. some some podcast. Wow. Interesting character, that guy. Uh, basically, go down to the fights. Had a great time. I barely remember the Kane fight because I just got so blasted by the end of it. In da on Dana White's bar. <laughs> yeah, and like drinking at the fight. We get out of the fight. He texts Dana again, what's up? It's We're going to fucking Morton's. This is at like one in the morning now. We're going to Morton's. Come with us. Is that... Is that a steakhouse? The, the steakhouse. Okay. It's like one of the super nice steakhouses. We go to this place. The place has been closed for hours, and they reopened it for him. So I am now at a table of maybe 15 people, Dana White and like his like good friends, Uriah Hall, 
fighter okay. was at oh, the table. Amazing. As well. And then me, Ed, and this dude, Jesse. And, like, I'm, like, bordering blackout already <laughs> at this point. And so, like, I do not give a fuck. I'm, like, ordering steak and, like, sides and, like, all these, like, old fashions and shit. And just, like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Texting my best friend the whole time. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Throwing out, like borderline racist jokes at the open table to this like people I've never met before. Good thinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was Uriah Hall who's there who could just fucking obliterate right. me at any drop of a hat. Go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking a piss texting my friend this story and look down and I've literally just pissed all <laughs> all over myself. Like, it looks like I just dumped a glass of water in my lap. And there was somebody else in the bathroom, so I had to wait in the stall until they left. I go, and I'm, like, then splashing sink water on my crotch and trying to pat it off. Get the pee off. <laughs> get, get the piss off of me. <laughs> just grabbed, like, a napkin and, like, walked back to the table and very quickly sat down and then was silent for the rest of the night. Because, like, draw the, as little attention to myself just as fan, possible. Just fanning yourself. Right, just grabbing bed. other... Are you done with your napkin? Can I just... <laughs> So uh, yeah, that wow. was I. I had a a wonderful night with Dana White, and then I had pissed my pants basically. Oh wow. man, what an experience though. Yeah, I, I'm so curious though. Uh, what does Dana White smell like? <laughs> well, whenever I see him up there, the second like, half of the night maybe? he smelled like my piss. <laughs> <laughs> Weird thing. Um, the first half, I'd probably say uh, a combination of brute cologne and Axe hmm. with like. Maybe like drank like three Mickey's grenades. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. I always thought he would smell like a cherry because he looks Wait, like a cherry. Wait, did he drink Mickey's? <laughs> I don't know. He just. Oh shit! I was just damn. He just smelled. Like He's Mickey's. drinking the green grenade. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. He seems. He's even with all the money. He seemed like reasonably down to earth. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. That was actually a, another funny side story. Was. Ed and uh, Jesse had this fake stack of cash that they were pulling this prank with where they would just go up and drop it in front of people and pretend that they just like, oh shit, like I found this stack of cash, you know? Jesse gets the brilliant idea to do it to the two cops that are standing outside of the event as we're all exiting. And like instantly they just fucking grab him and are just like, what the fuck are you, like you're doing something. <laughs> and it's just like trying to explain like, no, it's a joke, it's fake money. Cuff him instantly and then uh and like ed's like laughing his ass off <laughs> and then it eventually goes to like i know dana white go get dana he knows me because we had met him like four hours earlier right right they go Good and friends. get they go and get dana dana comes gets him out of handcuffs this is the power this man has in vegas just goes up and tells the cops it's fine let him go and then goes to jesse and goes I thought that Ed got arrested, and that's who I was coming to get out. If they had told me it was you, I would have let you go to fucking jail. Because you're just, you just met me, and you're trying to drop my name to get yourself out of trouble. Oh, man. Ooh. And it was like, yeah, you're fucking, like, he would have just spent the night in jail, probably. Oh, my gosh. I would have died of embarrassment. <laughs> just hearing that makes me cringe so hard. I'll never go back to Vegas. <laughs> man, you can't mess around in Vegas. No, huh? dude, they, it's scary stuff out there. You, should, well, you can't be dropping Dana White's name. Well, exactly. He's like the Don Corleone over there. That's right. What it sounds like. Yeah, he, he's a. Uh, is he the El Chapo of, of Vegas? He's a big part of that town for sure. Wow. 
He's got and some pull he's there. He's been there for a minute. Got some heavy pull over there. Wow. Must be nice. Yeah. <sighs> Man. One day, Ron, will we be at a table with Dana White? One day, Dana White will be at a table with us. Oh, shit. <laughs> a dream is a wish your heart makes. <laughs> I'm wishing. Uh, we just have to use the secret, Patrick. That's all that it takes. Oh, read, the, read, read the secret. Oh, yeah, I've think heard about this. Thought. That's Con- <laughs> Conor McGregor read that book and changed his life. All he has to do is think and he wins. <laughs> <laughs> so easy. Um... Guys, a lot happened in MMA this oh week. Oh my goodness, did it ever. We're watching over and over right now here in the uh, in the Wolf Tick studio. <laughs> We're watching a, a Chris Cyborg just punching away <sighs> at poor Lena Landsberg. Just, just practicing on her heavy bag. <laughs> yeah, we were more or less saying it was basically a workout. She's a she's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, but it's like, we last week, Patrick, we predicted it. But we what we didn't predict is that she would last three rounds. No. Well, no, two. Two rounds? Yeah, I think it was two rounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, I, we definitely didn't predict that. I am blown away uh, by... She, she just moves like no one else. Uh, her speed, uh, her power. I do, not, I do not think she will ever be defeated in the UFC. It, it certainly does not look that way. There's no... There's no Un- that- until the women's sport starts, like, really developing the way that men's did over the past decade, which is, like, that will happen yeah. eventually, and you know? Is. It, and happening. it is already, yeah. Like, there are... Like, Ronda came in and was this fucking powerhouse, but then we've seen a good handful of women since then that have started really developing and becoming fully rounded fighters. And obviously, Cyborg is well beyond that already, but it's like that... The sport will catch up. Yeah. Eventually, it's just a matter of will she still be dominant at that time, or will Ooh. she have been gone already before that catches up? What do you she'll think? Be gone. What do you? Th- yeah, you think she'll be gone? Yeah, I mean, the thing is too, uh, they've got to get bigger. Old already, right? They got to get bigger girls into the sport. Yeah, how old? All is these she? big girls are going to volleyball, WNBA, you know. WNBA. Not- <laughs> those are the girls that need to get. It. Oh my no God, shit, dude. The what? The WNBA. Oh yeah. Can you get some 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 I like the, some like, the what? Fe- some like, female John Joneses in there? Yeah. Serena Williams coming in like yeah. dude no MMA experience. Throw Serena Williams in the ring with Cyborg, I guarantee she makes it at least two rounds. Serena Williams just off of pure athletic. Pure, yeah, just pure beast. just just pure, pure muscle and, and thigh <laughs> power. Just like And she's got a good like Oh yeah, she can swat. Yeah, yeah, she would swap. She's got a tennis swap. <laughs> She'll get that that uh that, the old boss rooting open palm striking oh, and just swinging those <laughs> those open hand like she'll clap your face right off. I wonder if the pay is better than WNBA because I, I I've watched a couple WNBAs. It's I've been to them. Inter- you have. Yeah, I've been to one. The San Antonio um what are they called? No, no one knows. Yeah, I literally. <laughs> I've been. I don't everyone just remember. knows. Maybe literally, the city. aside from. Yeah the term WNBA that that is the extent of my knowledge of that sport is just its existence yeah it's I could of, not name a single team person or a great event that's ever happened in it I've heard I've heard female stand-up comedians make fun of the WNBA right like like, like that's, no, no one gives a shit yeah it's it's interesting basketball if you really like it because it takes it back uh, to the style of the 50s. <laughs> That's yeah. the origin. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a passing game. And Futurama has a, the episode they go to the Amazon planet and it's the 
we can't dunk but have good fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, dude, you know they're all beast athletes, but it's like oh nobody's God. watching this shit. Just get into some other sports. Well, and, and that, but uh, destroy. One, one thing I love about uh, MMA and especially the UFC is, man, and and, and Evicta as well. Like, mm-hmm. you are seeing some of the best female athletes on Absolutely. the planet. Like, just killing each other it's amazing it, like I, I believe this this sport does more for female athletes than, than any other sport i agree well and i think one of the biggest things of it is bridging the gap between genders and it's like obviously it's not males fighting females but it, correct me if i'm wrong it's the only mainstream sport where there are literally males and females competing on the same event right and so that naturally just brings it together where you know even five years ago, if I had asked my girlfriend to come over and watch a UFC, it's like, well, what other girls are going to be there so we can talk mm-hmm. and not pay attention? Whereas now there is vested interest. I went to a, the one of Rhonda's, the, I think it was her last fight before Holly Holm at a bar, and it was like at least 65% women there going Beautiful. ape shit for yeah. the fight. And it's like, this is fucking great. Absolutely. Like, this gets me pumped that, that, that there's girls, like, excited to go watch this. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I have, uh, I've, I've converted so many female girls just to the sport by mm-hmm. showing them the, the highlights of the champs. I mean, and, you know, I always say, I think I've said this before, like, UFC 200 was a female main card. Right. Which and is... no one batted an eye. Right. Everyone was stoked about it. Yeah, it was like, all right, cool. Yeah, all right, fine. I, I will watch Tate versus Nunez right. for sure. Um, well, I think we've got the two white knights of MMA here. <laughs> <laughs> Get me on the horn with Dana. Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite uh, things with, with Dana was there, there's, there's two of them. The first one is women fighters. Of you can literally, it's it's like a Trump thing where it's like I never said that. You yeah. can pull up quotes of Dana White saying women will never fight in the UFC, and then watch him just like exploding about Ronda and how oh, amazing yeah. she oh, is. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one, which was funny that you guys had Nick on, was the video game. Yeah. Was that initially they wanted? Um, uh, shit, I'm gonna forget the name. Originally, they they ended up with THQ. Uh-huh. Was who did the first two games for them, and then they switched over to uh, EA Sports. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it right. was initially EA Sports had wanted nothing to do with them because they didn't believe in it. Right. And Dana released a, a press conference saying, "Fuck EA Sports, like they're a bullshit company, anyways." Yeah. <laughs> and blah blah. We're so happy to be with THQ. And then as soon as the money deal comes in with EA Sports, this is what we've always wanted. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've been wanting to work with EA Sports, they're the greatest company in the world. <laughs> and it's like. I get it, you're a businessman, but like, maybe think about what you're saying in the moment. Yeah, like, yeah, think, yeah. like, maybe this will come back at some point. I'm yeah. a big fan of Dana. I'm a big I, fan. Honestly, of he's I'm, a white Don King. He's Don King without the hair and tan. And a, and, and a little bit better record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not quite not as Not quite as bad. But yeah, no, honestly, like, with, with the uh, the UFC buyout and everything, like, I'm. I'm Honestly, very happy that they kept him on board. Like, I, I would be concerned if, if he had been. Joe Silva getting cut is uh, questionable, and I, I'm concerned with the matchmaking now. But, I mean, 
is this a transition into 205 maybe the uh, best matchmaking so far was or, that was that joe silva's work uh, i mean i he had to have had some part in it initially, but he's gone now. Maybe it's his magnum opus. That was that was his <laughs> two hundred five. Is my magnum opus. Take my opus. final work. <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I give to you. Enjoy. Put you into like this one. Feast. I don't want to jump ahead too yeah, yeah, too we, far, we but can... Jesus Christ, two hundred five. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about how I almost don't care. About what happens in between. <laughs> well, that and there's. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot about the business. Dude, fight. yeah, completely. I, yeah, it's out of my mind. That's yeah, in, that's in, UFC, <laughs> UFC 204 still has to happen. Yeah, but I literally forgot about that. I was like, oh. Which, by the way, which by the way, I had a psychic premonition, and I don't. I mean, I don't want to be too. But oh, I do. saw. I saw Dan Henderson knock Bisping out. Of I saw it. Whoa. In, and and I don't want in a dream or just in I was sitting I was sitting right where I'm sitting, which is it's it's on a couch. It's on nice a couch. <laughs> and I was watching highlights. I, I actually was watching uh, Bisbing Henderson one, and I was watching it. And I I swear to God I like saw I saw myself right here in my living room, watching, two o four, and I saw Henderson knock him out again. Hmm. By some fluke, fucking, you know, his the hit, you know, the Hendo bomb, right? Wow. The H bomb, and that's the thing. It's it's not a fluke with Hendo because that's just that's his game. Because how that's sweet, what he how sweet would it be if he got the belt back? If amazing, he got the one would be amazing. And he retired. He has either way. He has to retire. If he doesn't, I'll be fucked. I mean, if he honestly, gets the belt and doesn't retire, I'll hate it. Dude, we don't think he's gonna retire. Both of them <laughs> should retire. To be honest, absolutely. I think Bisping. I mean, Henderson clearly is on the end of it because of how old he's become but like bisping is like it's like dude you're not on the same level as everybody else at this point like yes he is a champion which is fucking brilliant i've i love bisping i've loved him since the show we were there we were there we were there yeah you guys were there dude and like it's crazy but a kind of would rather henderson win b kind of just think he might win and then that again like if both of them are going to retire it would mean more to me that henderson ended with the belt than bisping did and on top of that i think henderson might actually retire if he wins whereas i don't think bisping will because he he has been wanting this shit for so long and never had it whereas henderson has had this right 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 and it's like if henderson gets it he can go bisping is like no i'm holding on to this thing for as long as this train's going right right but what Henderson doesn't have is a broadcasting career to fall back on. Right. I think that he's kind of just like... This is I, true. I've got to keep this money coming <laughs> in my bank account. Yeah. I, I mean, he I, doesn't have the public personality. <laughs> he's said so many times that, okay, this could probably be my last fight. But he always, you can always tell. It's like someone who's just about to quit smoking. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I'm probably... Could yeah. be could My be done. Pack. Here's a could free card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's maybe just one more card. Yeah. I'm, the champ. <laughs> I'm the champ. I don't know. I'm all, I'm I'm ready to transfer some money out of my bank account after this psychic encounter that you've had, Patrick. Yeah, I, tell me the round, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm taking money out. I, dude, I saw it first round. I saw it first round, and I saw it. I just I saw it clear as day. All right, taking money out of my mutual I, funds. I wonder straight what the into odds the, straight are. 
I, I bet I'll, they're going to be I'll, fairly even. I can even tell you this. I saw Henderson in like white and blue shorts, <laughs> and I saw uh, I saw Bisbing in, in black and oh, white. Oh, man, please let this be true. Yeah, I'll put all my money at it, uh, and then the shorts <laughs> will be wrong, and I'll be like, fuck! <laughs> Damn it, Patrick! It'll be reversed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. I've, I've made a... I, you guys talked about this on, on a previous episode about gambling before. Not to get too into that, but... <laughs> The most gambling I've done has been on UFC fights. Really? And, uh, it's mostly been amongst friends. Dude, we, it's dude been, we, we bet at my house. At yeah, yeah, fights, yeah, yeah. Well, I've done a lot of like small like $5, $10 bets, but I've done, uh, through a website also, like actual betting, and won like 100 bucks off of uh, Nate Diaz beating Connor, which was, nice. was great. Nice. And like, because the odds were fucking stacked for that one, so it was like, why not throw twenty bucks down onto this? Why not? Which you a, wish you would have done two grand. A friend of mine, <laughs> a buddy of mine, threw down a hundred bucks on that, and Good and won out big. And then the most recent one, unfortunately, was the CM Punk fight, which you... which I fully knew exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> but two hours before the fight, somebody sent us the odds on it, and my friend that won with the hundred dollar bet on the Diaz fight was like put a hundred bucks down and I was like, I'm doing it too. I'm doing it. (laughs) I did it and then went to a bar and then also spent like 150 bucks on food and alcohol there and then just lost my money in two and a half minutes. At least you didn't piss uh, yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Here's the odds. Here's the odds. Uh, We got Michael Bisbing Mm -hmm. uh, at minus 225 Mm -hmm. and Dan Henderson at plus 175. So they do have Dan at the underdog, which I I would expect because he's not the champ, but that's a slight bigger gap than I would have expected. Can can, can you just say the odds again? And and I'm hoping that's if there's anyone listening to this. Uh, I'm a retard when it comes to uh, numbers Mm -hmm. and, and, and statistics. So can you just say it again and then explain what it means? Okay, you do it, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Michael Bisbing, minus 225. Well, read the whole thing. Oh, and Dan Henderson plus one seventy five. So what does that mean? So uh, here's the thing: is I I'm still fairly new to this, so I don't understand the spread exactly. All I know is that uh, betting on so say Dan Henderson was was what plus what one plus one seventy five one seventy five right. So that's basically what you get back. Okay. So it's like if you threw down a. Uh, uh, one seventy five. You win one seventy five. Okay. I, th- I think basically. Yeah. yeah. And it if and I remember uh, it. or maybe it's hundred to one seventy five or something. Yeah. And you have to bet two twenty five uh, on Michael Bisbing right. to win two twenty five. The negative numbers is you're you have a much less chance of getting a profit out of it because you so have a higher are, chance so, of so winning. So those those are pretty even odds. Roughly. None of us know what the fuck Dude, we're talking yes. about. I just realized. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, one of the guests I, we have let's... to get on is someone who gambles on MMA. And here's the funny the thing is, I've done this maybe three or four times, and literally every time I'm like, so how does it work no, again? Wait, <laughs> wait, just hold on, hold on. Okay, actually, well, see the minus. What the minus means <laughs> is, uh, I'm telling you, one of the guests we have to get on is someone who like tells us how to bet. Like a gambling expert. A gambling please, expert. Please, yes. I'd love to hear all of that. So I can, <laughs> I, I can see it in your eyes, man. This guy's, you got a potential problem. Dude, I remember there was, I think it was GSP versus Nick Diaz. We watched here at my house years ago. We, and man, everyone yeah. bet, and you won. 
I remember you walked out with a stack of cash. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good oh, night. That's fun. GSP fights, man. I miss those. And those is, were good days. You know, the is rumors, he coming back? He's, 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 he's done another the, one he's of those done the ones. Test. Dana White said Dana White it's not seems to be happen. the o- Dana White seems to be the only person that's saying no to it. Three years though, Maybe. three years he's been rumored I to come really back. I really hope but not. That's yeah. I really hope not. Stay retired. Okay, the, going off of what you were just saying of the forgetting everything that's happening between now and two o five. Same thing happened to me today. Was I looked that up and then it was like, oh, what's happening between? Then there's like, oh, there's like five events <laughs> between two o five and now, but one of them. Fucking BJ Penn is fighting. Yeah, in the Ricardo Lamas, I think. In the Philippines, yeah. And it's like, what? Like, BJ is fighting again? Yeah. Why? How? Like, I'm really excited and terrified and so confused. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't want to... I mean, Nick Roberts, our our guest last week, was like, Uh please, I just don't want to see it because I don't want to see him lose. BJ super fan. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean... going. uh, I was going to bring this up because Frankie's on 205 and I... Absolutely fucking love Frankie, but devastating watching him just walk through BJ Penn so yeah. many times because like that was like that was like the era when I started watching uh-huh. MMA was like BJ Penn like I, I was a little bit late but like the 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 almost the the pinnacle of his fucking career and like all of these dudes like that that were just like and GSP coming up and just like mind-blowing fighters that were literally changing the game and then to watch those dudes start falling off and like Ugh. like watching Fedor go and oh and you see him when Anderson broke his fucking oh, leg God. was like I I like that's the closest I've ever come to crying from watching Dude, a Anderson fight. really hasn't won since Nick mm, Diaz no. no he has not but and, and he didn't really win that like Nick Diaz you know well yeah. But no don't get me started on Anderson Silva. <laughs> I mean, but he's not—he's not being given uh, a nice tune-up fight like Henan Burrell. Right. You know. Right. He, oh, they're giving him nice uh, segue. <laughs> nice, se- nice, <laughs> nice segue back into the box event. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> uh, very good. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I do. I do. Uh, let, let, let's real quick. We, we, uh, Cyborg. I don't. I just don't think she's gonna lose. Probably not. Yeah, I so we saw Hannah Burrell fight at 145. I don't know. I don't know if Hannah Burrell uh, still got it. Yeah, I, I only saw minor highlights of it. Um, and we talked about it briefly. Dude was was a beast. Was quoted as possibly being like one of the greats of all time. And was very believably holding that mantle for a period of time. And then, I don't know what and happened. Then, and then Dwayne Bang Lugwood... Ludwig, Ludwig, yeah, figured, figured you the pictured fuck out. Up, picked up TJ and just figured shut you the fuck out. Shit down. But it's like, it almost feels like TJ like broke his fucking brain because not only did TJ just dismantle him, it seems he just can't do the same thing to anybody anymore. No, spin, no spinning shit. It's no. all yeah. gone now. He's yeah. he's gone like primal. He's back to basic style fighting, uh-huh. which was not how he fought to begin with. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of sad. He's still got those flurries, but they just don't land. Right. It's They're sad. like snow flurries. <laughs> oh, brr, that was cold. <laughs> Glad I'm back inside now. <laughs> he took so many counter punches, my goodness. Ron, tell us, Yeah. you saw you saw Roy Big Country Nelson <clears throat> yes, Roy Big Country. on a red Yeah, I want to I hear about this. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the big controversy of the fight. Roy Nelson putting a foot on uh, 
the world's most famous <laughs> UFC referee. Probably the most famous referee in existence, really. Uh, Big John McCarthy has been a referee for the UFC since UFC 1. Right. Fantastic. And he's got a great body. <laughs> great. It's fluctuated, <laughs> but, but it's good But currently. it's maintained. Right we, now, he's, he's on... He looks... He's in shape. Yeah. Yeah. We rewatched the fight before we started potting, and uh, I think we're all in agreement here that uh, Roy Nelson was overreacting. You know, he he got a couple hits in, but uh, at least that's what I said. I, I think he was overreacting uh, when he was on the mic saying, "Oh, I did. I didn't want to hurt my friend." You know, like, <laughs> well, you don't have to. If you knew he was gone, if you knew he was down, if you knew you had won, then you could just take it easy on him. So what's the deal? Here, Roy? Here's here's what what I'll what I'll say to that is yeah let's let's get your two cents a, a point <laughs> a point which this this is uh, something that Joe Rogan's talked about a lot recently is fighters starting to really take into account like mental brain damage you know and uh, <clears throat> Lawler turning down the most recent offer of a fight was like a big point to that where it was like good like you just got knocked out like. You should not be fighting directly following this, that, that, that type of a, a damage, you know? And so I understand that aspect of it from Roy's point of view where it's, I don't, I'm, he's there to finish fights, but he's not there to actually hurt these people, you know? And he, he wants the fight to stop as quickly as possible. And I get that aspect of it. I get the aspect of the argument of then, well, why not stop yourself? But the argument to that is, Obviously, he's seen, because I've fucking seen it, plenty of fights where somebody doesn't do that, and then the ref doesn't stop the fucking fight, and it gets the, gives the person time to recover. Not necessarily going to go into a turn of events in the fight, but it's possible that he could clip somebody, let them fall down, and walk away, and then the ref doesn't stop the fight, and then suddenly that person's back up on their feet and Be ready to go. Right. And it's like, yeah, he dropped down, hit him, and... I, kicking the ref was obviously over the fucking top, but I get the sentiment behind it. I get why he's upset, and it's it's wanting the refs to be on point with it. But that's a really hard thing to ask. Yeah, it it, it is. But if you watch if you watch Bigfoot's uh, fall, uh, he seemed, f from my eyes, he seemed ready to get into guard right when he fell. So I feel like. It was justified. A couple more taps on the head, just no, to no, make no. sure. I yeah yeah, yeah. I, I agree one one hundred percent. No, okay. Alpha brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of alpha brain, I, I do want to thank our uh, sponsor tonight, uh, Ron. What's that sound? Oh, that sounds like a refreshing Lacroix water. Oh, it, it, it sounds like that because it is. <laughs> tonight we're brought to you by Pomplamoose Lacroix. <laughs> Is that why you have such a golden voice? Because you're sipping that golden can? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, you can go down to your local superstore and buy all different kinds of LaCroix. Uh, we have coconuts, there's uh, lemon, lime, mango, apricot. I mean, the, f the flavors get fancy. The, the flavors get fancy. <laughs> Patrick, we were supposed to be going to UFC Portland. We were, but I have to be in a wedding this weekend. That sound, why does it sound so lame? <laughs> <laughs> Not UFC. the wedding, UFC Portland, yeah. yes. <laughs> I just listened to myself. I'm from Portland, and it's very, 
you know, it's very exciting. But uh, yeah, I always root for the fighters from Portland, and they always get their asses kicked. UFC, Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> No, it just seems. Uh, Does that happen? That's not real, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would believe it. I get it. It sounds a little yeah, not so, as exciting. No, it, it really. That was the big event that Patrick and I were going to go to. We were going to go. We were, we were like trying to get passes. Which, and I, what, and then, what card is that? Uh, Dotson's on it. Oh, John yeah. Dotson versus. John Dotson. Um, uh, oh, we didn't write this out. Great. John Lineker. Oh, Lineker. Yeah, it's the, Lineker. It's the Battle of the Johns, the Little mm-hmm. Johns. Dude, Dotson, uh, I mean, honestly, dude. He I, almost beat Mighty Mouse Jones. He almost beat Mighty period, Mouse. Period. And that's another one of those ones where it's like. He, not, in the, not in the rematch, but in the, in the first one. Right, and it's like out of ten fights, I think I think Mighty Mouse wins most of them, but I think Dotson wins a couple. Yeah. And, a- and I also, it's another one of those ones like we were talking about with Cyborg where it's like, and I've heard, uh, it's odd that you brought up the Henderson thing because I've literally heard Demetrius Johnson talk about that he this is his only means of making money and that he almost has become bored with the sport and wants to retire but literally can't because he's not as high profile as like Conor McGregor and whoever the fuck else and he's right. not making these huge uh, you know paydays and so he can't retire because he literally doesn't have enough money to retire which is crazy because he is arguably one of the most dominant of UFC champions of all time. Of all times. And motherfucker can't retire because he didn't have enough money. So I he's think, on Twitch. I was going to say, I was, I was just about to say, like, tw- he's, he's like twitching a fire right now. What, playing video games? Yeah, yeah he's playing video games. No I shit. Think, I think he plays League of Legends and That's a couple of Battlefield. extremely depressing and equal parts awesome. But Rampage does it too. Well, he's Rampage? a goddamn character, so that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Rampage is on Twitch for sure. How do you make money on Twitch, Ron? Uh, there's people give you money. They they uh, while you're on Twitch, it's kind of like cam girling, <laughs> which is you know like cam girls. Yeah. Not I mean so I've heard. Uh, you go onto this site and there's yeah a girl yeah we all know them cam fuse cam girl uh, four cam I mean what do what do you want I've, yeah yeah I've accounts it, with all of it, it it's kind of like that <laughs> but it's uh but it's with video games and they also have a similar thing uh, where it's. Like much like YouTube, you know, where you can make uh, money off of advertising and stuff like that. Have any of you guys ever messed around with with these these sites where you go and you give the girls money to like? I'm I'm gonna be no. I'm gonna be honest, and this is this is not just because I'm going to encourage my girlfriend listening to this podcast. I literally have never done that before. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I haven't either. Uh, Please explain. I'm curious. Absolutely, I have. Because you sit there and you're like watching these girls live, and you're watching guys like say shit to them, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I will literally give you two hundred dollars if you or what I'm thinking. It, it started with you're watching it, and you're like, why is no one coming in and saying this? Why is no one? Why is no one just coming in and saying exactly what I? Someone say what I'm thinking. And then eventually you realize, well, you could just get on and say exactly what you're thinking. You start an account, you put your money in it, and then you're like, cool, I will give you $200 right now if you stick that dildo in your pussy. <laughs> it's an amazing world we live in. And, and, and they do it. Just think uh, about it. But then the- you give them $200? <laughs> yeah. Why? 
Because um, you're, I mean, you know, because you have a problem. <laughs> Just think, back, Fair in the day, back in the day, you used to have to go to some barn, and then you would have to give them coal <laughs> to do something like that. I'll kiss you as, in as we all know. <laughs> I'll give you a quarter farthing of coal if you put that piece of wood in your bum. <laughs> well, my father does need the coal. <laughs> Guys, do you uh, do you like the 135 division? Just talking about how uh, DJ uh-huh. has trouble making money and getting big. Do you well, are you into the fights at 135? So that that was is it 135 or 125. The, I think that's or yeah, uh, John Dodson is 135. Yeah, right. John Lineker is 135. Yeah, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wait, they're flyweights. Yeah, yeah, 125. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. DJ is 125. Dotson moved up. He moved, he moved up. up. Oh my god. Well, so that was okay. that was kind yeah, of my division. getting my point was going to be that was was along with the cyborg thing was that I I see Dotson possibly being a dominant champ once Demetrius Johnson is gone. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, I could sure. see Dotson running that league. Yeah. But obviously now he's moving up, so that's a different story. But um, he's he's at fuck. He's on the march in that division. And I mean, a Dominic Cruz fucking Dotson fight, I will watch that for and sure. Absolutely. And that's kind of the, the thing back to the, the point of DJ not making enough money is like, those dudes are exciting because of how fast they are, but there's there's a lack of power, so it's it almost eliminates the excitement of flash knockout fights, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it does happen occasionally, but it's it's pretty rare. Yeah. And then it's also, they're almost too fast to really watch half the time, especially, like, if you watch, like, the fucking DJ Dodson fights, half the time it looks like, like, two cats fighting, where it's just, like, (laughs) this ball of just limbs (laughs) flying around, and then they separate. And you're like, oh, uh, I don't really know what happened, Uh and it's like, I don't know how the fuck the judges are possibly scoring this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't, like, they literally throw too fast to really understand what's going on. Is there any rules that they could uh, institute that would make it more exciting? <laughs> like, uh, for, for 125. Ladder match. <laughs> 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 they're, they're, hand, they're handcuffed together. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah. Or they're doing it in glue. Just slow <laughs> down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're fighting in glue. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's something it's to think about. Thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll send a memo to Dana. Once yeah, when when oh, well, yeah, when he comes now. on your guys' podcast yeah. in a couple weeks, yeah. and let him know. I yeah. love I love thinking that big. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just stir that around in the beaker. The secret, <laughs> put man. that on the Bunsen. If you burger. think it, it will be so. <laughs> so, Ron, we're we're gonna miss we're gonna miss UFC Portland. Boo freaking who! Right. I don't care. <laughs> UFC Portland sounds so dumb. <laughs> What's up with UFC 205? Come on, let's can we let's please, just get into let's it. talk Boy. about the press oh. conference. Let's talk about the press, press conference. conference. That's all I've wanted to talk about. All this oh other stuff God. is bullshit. bullshit. It just <laughs> it's just filler. It's Dude. just filler. Dude, I'm sorry, Eric. That was a great story. Want. Great story. <laughs> great 205 story. press conference. <laughs> Conor McGregor stole the mic and just ran. Doesn't oh my he God. always? God, he's genius. Oh, man. Well, Dude, what is genius. it like? What do you think it's like for the other fighters on that stage, 
all storied, all amazing, all making this card what it is. But you just give that guy the mic, and he's up there with his feet up, just like I'm gonna make forty million dollars this year, <laughs> and none of them, none of them are even close to those numbers. What is that like? Oh man, I I feel like uh, people did a a pretty good job, considering like compared to other press conferences that Conor McGregor were yeah. in. I think I think it's like. They got their strategies down. They kind of like looked back at the old ones, like, okay, what should I do to kind of get a word in edgewise with him? Eddie Alvarez, of all people, was was doing some banter. I was like, what the? A what? touch of it. He's got banter. A touch. He's got a little banter. He, he's not good at he it. He certainly no. wasn't not as bad it. as Chad Mendez. <laughs> no, but no, oh, per se. But uh, or or dude, uh, I mean, I thought I thought Tyron did all right. I thought Tyron was like, "Oh, you're booing, you're booing me." I thought that was strange he did, that he, he, he was he, getting booed. Right, uh, but he handled it pretty well. Well, can we can we talk about that real quick about why he was getting booed? And, yes. And, well, he was ducking. And and like, let's just talk about forget about all the the controversy leading up to it. Let's just talk about that fight. Yeah. God damn. God damn the whole card, but that fight. That fight, dude. Yeah. Oh, fucking okay. So. My old jujitsu coach, and this is probably, oh, fucking, I don't know, 2010, was talking about Wonder Boy. Was talking about, because my my old jujitsu coach used to go, it was him and John Danaher, who's another big uh, BJJ guy, would go and train with uh, George St. Pierre up in Canada. I was, I was just about to say, didn't they like, come out of they were both yeah. They were both on the, the show at a point, right. and like... Right. They were like his assistant coaches, like trained with some like serious fucking beasts, Tenzo Gracie, all these dudes. But he was talking about about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson like years ago, and just saying like this dude is just gonna destroy everybody as soon as he gets into it, and like that's what he's been doing. That's what he's doing, and that's the thing is like I get it. Like Woodley was talking at the presser, and like whatever, like. People want to boo him. That's a whole other thing. What really matters is what happens when he gets into the fight. And he was making his points of, like, I'm dangerous. Look out for me. And I understand that. And he does have more than a puncher's chance. Absolutely. He's a very, very talented person. Dude, he dismantled Robbie Lawler. He's a very talented, very tough dude. Hits hard as fuck. Goddamn Wonderboy is just gonna kick his fucking ass. You think so? I really do. I really do. (laughs) What do you think, Rob? Uh, I think uh, I think we may see another surprise from Woodley. Ooh, you're calling it. I called it last time, and I think I think I see it. I think there's a psychic in me. (laughs) I know it's gonna be hard for Woodley to get his hands on Steven. It's gonna be hard. He's gonna he's great at using space. They're going to be running around the ring, I think. But I think that uh, I think Woodley goes in, and and he gives uh, Stephen a little taste. He, gi- he gives a, a little leather, a little leather, a little, a little leather, leather right on the kisser. I think so. That's that's my prediction. I predict another first round knockout with Woodley, and well, because that's all he's got. Because he does gas. Woodley gases. Last week we were Throwing talking about how much. We want Steven to go down. You what? do. 
Patrick, he's just, uh, are, he's you just gonna say, are you singing a different tune not now, that, all, no, now that Eric no, is here? Now that I now hyped that him Eric up no, 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 with, no, with no, my no. half-decade <laughs> recommendation? No, no, no. This, is Patrick, this is Patrick last week. I can't wait for that fucker <laughs> Stephen Thompson <laughs> to get knocked the fuck out. That, I did uh, not say that. <laughs> what I said was... Uh, he's just a goody two-shoes. I drive yes. a bus. I pick up kids. Like, <laughs> that's what I do when I'm not training. Like, fuck yourself. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, he's just such a goody two-shoes. Two like, I, I get it. It's 2016. We want, we want the brothers to get a win. Yeah. And, I definitely and, do. And Steven sure. is just too white bread. For sure. But, the, the dude. It's, it's not going to happen? Is that what you're saying? He's a fucking monster. I'm saying it's not going to happen in this event. Did you watch the Ellen, you ready to Ellenberger p- fight? You ready yeah, to course. pony up? You ready course. to pony up? You ready to put your I'm money gonna, where your mouth is, I will, P-boy? <laughs> <laughs> I will, yeah, I will put my piss-soaked dollars in my mouth <laughs> and hand them over if I lose, but I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah. I mean, regardless, it's going uh, to be good no matter what. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Woodley fan, so... I think it would be awesome if you lost. I, I love I love any division where the belt is in flux. I really do. And I love that the 170 division is topsy-turvy at the moment. I love that 185 is topsy-turvy. Dude, I, I think I 170 it. possibly has always and will always be the best division in the UFC. Really? I think, I think it is the most... Uh, I mean, the, yeah. I'm, the, the word's escaping me, but like they, they are the best mix of talent athleticism and like perfect weight and size yeah. to implement all of that with right right the, the it's like it's like watching van damme it, yeah like you know like yeah. you have but like from blood sport one <laughs> <laughs> right not not jcvd <laughs> documentary no no, no, no 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 yeah i agree but like yeah it's like these dudes that are just like the pinnacle of human existence mm-hmm. like the best you can possibly be a physical specimen at mixed in with like Obviously, there's people in other weight classes that are as skilled, if not better, but it's the mix. It's like what we were talking about, like with with Mighty Mouse, where it's like clearly he is one of easily the most technically skilled human beings that have ever been in the sport, but the power's not there. The size isn't there. Right. And that's the thing is it fluctuates and at a certain point when welterweight's kind of that middle ground, whereas when you start getting past that, technicality starts giving way to just sheer power right. which is the heavyweight division where it's like you have people like Kane Velasquez who is as technically skilled as these lower weight dudes but will just get knocked fucking cold because of how huge these people are right and that's the difference that's why I like welterweight so much they're right in that perfect little window where mm-hmm. it's like it's everything is just coming both directions it's perfectly. a perfect storm and, and hits and I, I love the Walter division. Yeah. If you can cut to 170, it means you are you are some sort of supreme athlete yes. for sure. Yeah. Mm. Which um, is a, another thing with Woodley and people and like Tiago Alves is like those dudes could easily be fighting at middleweight. Could probably be fighting at 205 if they wanted to. For sure. Because of how fucking enormous they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're fighting at 170. Yeah. And he's fighting uh, Jim Miller. For two uh, in two hundred five, dude. Two hundred five is just so smart. I, I want to go back to the press conference just for a second. Yes. Did, did anyone find Chris Weidman a little bit mealy mouthed? 
Mealy mouth? Tell me what that means. Like when he got on the mic, he was like, hey, New York, what's up? You know, like... Uh, I'm just so, I'm just so excited that uh, you know I'm excited to be here and you know like I'm gonna put a, put on a good show for the fans and just like <laughs> it was like he got his chance to talk and this is like the four this is the, the this is the Anderson Silva breaker and then he gets the mic and he just like fumbles it you know he's like dry, <laughs> he had like four speeches yeah. lined up that he wanted yeah, to go with and they all just it, mixed together <laughs> none of it went well none of it went well I, I just found him mealy mouth I don't yeah. know I mean well poor guy he's he's representing New York you know he is the he is Mr. New York yeah D- D- Danny Danny uh, Bronx he's Danny er, Bronx <laughs> that's I don't know what that I'm is. Tony Bronx what are you doing <laughs> yeah he's like the, he's he's Mr. New York Mr. All-American so he probably had so much pressure and he's never been great anyway he's not funny he's not good at trash talk but I mean, he can kind of be good in the yeah. way where it's like, oh, I like to dedicate this to my uh, to my daughter. That's and, my uh, boy. <laughs> to my family, you know, he's good at dedications. He should have just done a dedication, man. <laughs> Why waste time? Why waste time? <laughs> just go straight, go straight to the dedication to something, someone. Dude, you know? Weidman just needs to dedicate things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, okay, Ron, favorite, obviously, just Conor McGregor moment from 205. Um, it was definitely the, uh, who the fuck is that? It was such a bad accent. Dude. But who, the, who the fuck is that guy? Who the, <laughs> what the, who the fuck is that? That was amazing. Who was that in such regards a burn. to? Uh, Jeremy Stevens <laughs> says, like, this guy knocked, t- technically knocks people out. I knock people out and they don't move. And kind of just looks back and goes, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, I missed, I only saw highlights and somehow oh, that dude, wasn't that, in that the highlight. That is the highlight. And like Jeremy Stevens just sits there like, <laughs> I am owned. <laughs> every, every time anyone mentions oh, my name, it will be, that, who the fuck is that right. guy? I think, the, <laughs> I think the question was something like, uh, uh, so Connor is the greatest in the division. Who else in this who else has a chance to be a, a a fighter of this caliber? You know, and he he chimed in. Uh, he was really trying to get some opportunities, kind of cringeworthy in a way. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Like, but he, but he, ch- he took his chance with that quote. <laughs> oh, he jumped right off. Which <laughs> so wait, Stevens is he's fighting Frankie, so they're at one forty five, right? Yeah. And and he says like Conor McGregor, like when he hits people and they go down, they like get back up, right? Maybe, he's, he's maybe, maybe to give it, away. yeah. And he's like, I put him away. And Connor, like, just sits there for a second. And then Connor just, like, looks back and is like, Who the fuck is that guy? And the audience, like, bird manners. They were just going, like, laughing at him. That's uh, brilliant. That was a pretty great, pretty great moment. I will say this my favorite Connor moment, well, I think we should go around the horn for the press okay. conference. Uh, he, uh, Donald Cerrone just, like, like talks about, they, they interview, they ask him a question about like what's it like to just be up there and watching this show that is inevitably Conor McGregor show, mm-hmm. and Cerrone sort of just like you know oh you know this guy's a joker and he just kind of passed it off and Conor just said like yet another just broke bum mm-hmm. like talking shit about what I'm doing. Look around, they're all wearing suits, they're <laughs> all dressed like me, they're all trying to talk like me, and none of them are me. And God damn it, he's right. <laughs> He started wearing suits. He started talking a big game. He started promoting the show, and now they're all doing it. 
And yes, I am a total Conor McGregor nut hugger. I you fucking hate you. Guys you guys gotta look out with for, with this guy. Yeah, sure. I know. You, I love yeah. Anderson Silva and I love yeah, yeah, Conor yeah, yeah. McGregor. Like I'm, I mean, I I was a fucking diehard Anderson Silva fan, and it's I know Con- I Conor. Conor has been a very interesting ride for me because I really, really want to jump on the train, but I something in me just is screaming no. And it's not, it's not this like, oh, he's a douchebag because like, I don't really care about that stuff as far as the sport goes. It's like, if, if you're a fucking good fighter, you can say whatever the hell you want, which sure. is how I felt about Anderson Silva. Right. And that's the thing is like, Connor is very clearly in a class of his own as far as shit talking goes. If you guys watch the, his season of Tough with Uriah Faber was fucking hilarious. Yeah. The, the comment of you you look like a retired skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the funniest things I like that's like genuine comedian level, like just throwing something off the cuff kind of shit. And it's like, dude knows how to talk. Like yeah. clearly more than most of the meatheads in the Absolutely. organization. At the same time, I do not believe in Connor as much as Connor believes in himself. Mm. Mm. And there is something to it's be not possible. S- oh, exactly. <laughs> and there is something to be said for a person who believes that much in themselves. How far that will drive you, like literally, he might not be as technically talented as some other people, but he thinks he is, and that might push him past. Yeah. In those final moments, in those fights, where it's the other person's getting tired and failing and whatever, and he looks across the ring and he's like. I'm better than this person. Right. I can beat them. Right, right. And he has done that before. Yeah. And I've seen it. But I still do not believe in him as far as, like, the end-all, be-all, like, holy fucking messiah that he thinks that he is. If he knocks out Eddie Alvarez in, in the first round, will you be like, fuck me, I'm, I'm, fuck it. I won't, because I, I, I think he can beat Eddie, and I think Eddie's incredibly talented, but I don't think Eddie's as good as a lot of other people. I don't think Eddie's as good as Dos Anjos. I don't either. I think he caught him mm-hmm. and I think he caught him on a bad day the same way I think that Connor caught fucking Jose on a bad day. Mm-hmm. I think a rematch with Jose, maybe Connor wins, but I think he's going to have a hell of a fucking time. Mm-hmm. I think he just caught him and I think that Eddie just caught Dos Anjos and I think that that's, I feel the same way about both of them. It's, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that Connor can beat Eddie and so this, again, it's the same thing where it's like, if he wins this fight, it still doesn't prove it to me. And that keeps happening. Where I, I feel like he had a bunch of like journeyman bullshit fights initially, and so I wasn't believing. Huh. And then he had a couple real fights, but then they were like, well, this thing happened and blah, 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 so I'm still not believing. And it's like, I don't know, I'm, I may forever be a doubter of Connor until he retires the greatest of all time. Like, that very well could happen. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm a fan of hating him. You oh, know? he hates him. Oh. Yeah, he's fun to hate. I I hate him in that I love him. You know, right? I I, I love I love to hate him. I think he's super he's a great good. talking point. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's su- uh, and he's exciting to watch, and he has he has great matchups, and uh, he's incredibly annoying <laughs> to me, right? <laughs> but in a great way, right? Kind of like the. Um, Kind of like the Undertaker. <laughs> My exact thought. I <laughs> don't like the Undertaker. Uh, what and what? If he did he make Jose Aldo retire? Did, he's done. 
That's what I well, I mean, it sounds like he at least wants to leave the UFC. Oh, okay, wait, wait. I have the quote. I have the fucking quote here. From him? <clears throat> Patrick, can you read? Let's can, hear it. They, read, the UFC. Can you read it in his accent? Uh, I can't, because oh, he doesn't speak okay. English. Do which it, is a t- reason why he's not do as Do it in a British as accent, then. As, as, Mike Goldberg, <laughs> as Mike Goldberg would say, speak of the Portuguese. Speaking of Portuguese. Uh, you want me to do it in the... English. Jose Aldo, as interpreted by Patrick Poe, is an English accent. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they, the UFC, didn't give me anything at, the, at any moment. I earned it with my own merits and gave them a lot more than they gave me in return. So I just want to be released from the contract. I don't want to fight anymore. Ah, let's say he offers me millions. He can take them and keep for himself. I don't think that I am a whore to sell myself. I am a man, my father raised me this way, and that's all I want. End quote, Jose Aldo. What a pussy! Wow. What a pussy! He's no cam girl, Patrick. He's, he's no cam girl for you. He's not gonna cam girl up there. He was the most dominant. I'm learning that Ron is the callback wow. guy on this show, and it's great. I love it. I just think he's a vag. What What about that makes you say vag? Uh, wait. What was the question? Who doesn't want revenge, what, dude? What about you it got makes... dropped in 13 mm-hmm. seconds. You don't want. You don't want to get that back. You don't want to. No, run that's that back. the thing. He does want that. They're not giving it to him because same thing like we talked about again with Demetrius Johnson. Jose Aldo, who was again pitted to be one of the greatest of all time. Is. Is one of the greatest of all time. As soon as Connor came in and started running the show, they're like, all right, buddy, fuck off. We got our new guy. And that's what the UFC does. They find their poster boys and they run with them. I understand the frustration of being like, I was the top dominant person of this division for a fucking decade. Yeah. Literally. A decade. A decade. And then as soon as he drops out, it's Connor gets to fuck off and do whatever he wants. I'm going to fight at 170 pounds twice and then still not come back and defend my title. I'm going to go and get a title shot immediately at 155. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm sitting here waiting for this fucking rematch, and you're not giving it to me while my prime is just wasting away? Like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go earn somewhere else. That's somebody that's going to pay me, and I'll run that division. I mean, Jose Aldo at Bellator would be epic. It will fucking destroy everybody. (laughs) The thing he was saying, though, was that he's done and wanted to retire for a long time. Yeah. But his coach has convinced him to keep going and, you know, you're going to get something great. Just keep going for a little bit longer. And uh, now he, it seems like he just, he's just, re- he's ready now. But I think it's trash. I, I, I don't believe it. I think he'll be back. I think that they're going to make him fight out his contract. And eventually, he, I think he's going to fight Conor McGregor in 2017. I saw it in a vision. <laughs> Another second I, prediction. <laughs> yeah, I was drinking Turkish coffee and I saw it in the, <laughs> I saw it in the grounds. I saw uh, Jose Aldo and uh, I don't know, he had a fist. There was a sun. So I think it was may, may have been in some place sunny, Hawaii. Oh, okay, yeah. UFC Hawaii. UFC two, 208 Hawaii. 
<laughs> Guys, l- let's say this. Um, if we can make it happen, we should all be watching UFC 205 together. Please. Absolutely. Could we possibly do a live podcast? Dude, whoa, 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 hold whoa. on, hold Wait, on. I mean, we on. got a producer here. <laughs> we got a producer. We know that Dana White's going to be endorsing the show very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just saying, 205 is going to be huge. We should all be together for that. Absolutely. This, 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 is, this, is, this is the team. Absolutely. With babes. With babes. We'll get babes. We'll get the babes. We'll get the babes. We'll do the fights. <laughs> all right, who, well, who else is on this fucking card that we haven't talked about yet? On, are you talking about 205? On 205, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, Cowboy and Gastelum. That's a fight that I'm That's excited about. It's a great fight. Uh, I, um, I really... Uh, we got JJ versus Carolina. Yeah, that was that was fun. I don't really know talk. Carolina. Lots of, lots of Polish people in New York. <laughs> and we wanted to, to fight in Poland, but no, we like to fight in New York. Our Polish girls, great. <laughs> and, then, and then like 10% of the audience. Right. Rah! Yeah. Like, oh, Polish, Which was Polish people such a there. funny juxtaposition to how Joanna was on the show. Yeah. Because she, like, I didn't know, I, I knew her from her fights before the show. But she seemed like such an asshole Absolutely. on the show. She the was way a bully. That, she yeah, came she across was a as a fucking bully. bully. And like, I can recognize that most of it is just a show. But it's like you're still being an asshole. At a certain point, it's like just relax. And then to watch her at the at the press conference of oh, it's a Polish girl, and like just so polite and so like oh yeah, it's gonna be a great fight. Like we're yeah. very excited. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, maybe oh. they're, I think maybe they're friends. They seem like they are. Yeah. She really took a turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My goodness, she's <laughs> I think she's racist. If you're not Polish, you're, you're not good enough. You're just a dirty Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she had plenty of like homophobic slurs and like. Did you say that she, that she was a jungle? Go back to the jungle. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was I a Johanna quote. Yeah. yeah. Go back to the jungle. Yeah, that's oh my a, goodness. Well, you gotta watch those. Cats. Oh, and she made fun of her being a lesbian. Yeah. 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 She was like, "I don't like. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> Weird." <laughs> yeah. They're uh, they're still catching up in Poland. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> guys, two hundred five will be together. We've just made the pack. I'm, I'm so excited. It's so what? It's just gonna be the four of us. <laughs> no one else invited. No, to, to be honest, I've, I've already talked to the place that I work at, and I've said like, can we rent out the studio? Or can I just have the studio and can we project it on the wall? No, yeah. my God. Well, I actually, and, and it's a good, it's a good space. It that's could be, cool. Could be cool. I looked Obviously, into the sign. Obviously, we're gonna see if like Bobby Lee's people yeah. wanted to come oh, to yeah. it. Like we throw a party at my studio. Like that sounds cool. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's I in looked, Venice, but it's. I mean, it could be cool. Nice. Yeah, I looked into the silent movie theater too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's another silent option. Silent movie theater? Yeah. It's like a place where they used to show silent movies, but you can rent it out for pretty cheap. For I'm just, silent fights. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, like, every single card, every single fight on this card is literally like a headliner. It's Wild so, and it's, Romero, Cerrone Gastelum, Khabib Johnson. Oh, that fight. What? That's a new one. I know. That was a late That's edition. a brand new okay, one. Okay, so the, the fight when I pissed my pants, Khabib <laughs> fought. At yeah, that. yeah. It wasn't that exciting of a fight, but yeah. dude has has just been destroying quietly destroying. He's he's people. the real deal. He's the real deal. And like almost nobody's talking about him. I honestly think it might be a race thing that people are just like not getting on board. Who cares about this Chechenian? 
<laughs> they don't like Muslims, right? Because well, he's a hardcore Muslim. And calling him a Chechen is probably the nicest thing that people are saying. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't even think he's Chechen. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. <laughs> but dude is a fucking animal. Animal. I mean, and not to say that Michael Johnson isn't. His last fight, he fucking beast oh, Fantastic fight. Oh, my God. But, like, that's an exciting fight. Yeah. For sure. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. Misha Tate, Raquel Pennington. Oh my God, I love Misha Tate. Oh my God, I love watching her. I do too, uh, but she's very uh, hot and cold, up, up and down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Her when she won the title, it was fucking amazing performance, and it was great. And then the immediate one after that was just right back to just like, oh, you're clearly not the top of this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no. Mm-mm. But she's talented. It'll be a cool fight for sure. Yeah, I think she beats Pennington. Probably. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Your boy Tim Kennedy. Whew. I kind of like... Where has he been? He's been hiding. He's been hiding from uh, USADA. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick's another uh, super fan of Tim Kennedy. Dude, why are you painting me like that? I know that he's a douchebag outside of the ring, but (laughs) but dude, he is... The man is a veteran, all right? Dude, dude, (laughs) he beat Yoel Romero. He beat him. He beat him. Yeah. And, and and I agree with him for just saying, like, I beat him. I should not have had to, like, fuck around after that. Um, I, I agree with that. I think he's a bit of a whiny bitch. But, like, <laughs> but dude, I love watching him fight. And he knocks people out. He comes I already out. feel bad for Rashad Evans. Let's Rashad's done. Okay, first of all, he, he can't, can't believe that Rashad is even fighting. What? He can't win, right? He can't win. There's no way. I don't, it's over I don't in the first really round. see how he It's can. over in the first round. And if he doesn't retire after this, fuck off. Yeah. I don't know Come what. Come on, Rashad. Uh, he's he's holding on to a long dead dream at this point. Like I I love the fucking dude. Again, was like one of the top guys when I was like first watching the sport. But yeah, like, you had your time. It's over. Let it go, brother. He's Just... awesome on Pox. <laughs> he's awesome. On he's Pox. a great personality. And he, and he he's he's a black zillion owner. He owns part of the black zillions. Like retire. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they should make an old man league. OMUFC, old man UFC, and old man and it's UFC. just everybody fighting Dan Severin. <laughs> <laughs> My knees, dude. Don Fry versus Anderson <laughs> Silva. <laughs> dude, okay, can we talk about real quick Don Fry, the greatest fight of all time? Uh, not not Gomi. What the fuck's the guy's name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the giant Asian guy in Pride. Yeah, oh, it is uh, it is literally a hockey fight. Yeah, they're yeah. just holding the back of each other's skulls and just for. It happened two rounds in a row. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the first round scramble and just pop, 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 pop. Wait, it's round, not Gomi? Are you sure? It's not Gomi. Gomi. No, it's this enormous, dude. It's it's something... I'll have to look it up, but... Let's, let's look it up right now, and let's, it's let's a, just watch it to close the show. Yeah, because it's such a yeah, brilliant it is, fucking fight. I mean... I gotta get my Chromecast working so that we can just pull it up. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. They, <laughs> they is, are just swinging away. Um, Where is this thing? I forget how to it, how to look it up. Not Yoshi. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 I wish we had a musical interlude here. Takiyama. Takiyama. Mm, Takiyama. Mm, mm. And he won by TKO punches. <laughs> and like the end of the fight, the the dude's face is just like 
not not it's not to, not to be racist, but like his eyes are just literally they're, they're closed. Shut. Yeah, he's done. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is like there are just yeah. It looks like he was stung by like twenty bees in each, in each eye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. God, yes. It's, it's one of the greatest things ever. Let's, uh, let's just fast forward here. This is oh, why you guys gosh. need the video podcast because then yeah. you can you can show look, this. Look at these intros. He's got the American flag shorts. American flag shorts. The, the yes. perfect mustache. Amazing mustache. This is back when he was both with UFC and Pride. I think so. Yeah. Look at the size of this man. Yeah. They don't have his stats, but that dude's got to be at least like six four, six five. And he's a pro wrestler. Right. That's his background. Japanese pro wrestling. All natural hair. Look at that, dude. If Don Fry's looking at you in the face, fuck that. How much bleach does it take to to make a Japanese guy's hair blonde? Probably so much. Look at that. Stare down. Oh, yeah. That hair's probably so crispy. It is. I've touched it. Wait, what? We'll get nothing. We'll close out the show. She's a homie. it many times. Yeah, she's a homie. I've been close to her. Here it goes. It just. They just. Oh, he's just wiggling his head. It's just all traps, biceps, and mustache. Oh my gosh. Is this fight? How much steroids is in here? Oh, there there it is. And then class. They're just holding. Go. Clinch and punch. Go. 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 Punch. 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 Over. Over. Punch. Punch, 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 punch. Body shots, Are and he, then back he, he to that. a couple body shots in there. <laughs> I didn't notice those two. That yeah, he, he, he tried to work it. Fry's just like, no, I'm, I'm smashing your head, dog. <laughs> yeah, there's no body work here. There's, there's no defense. None. Slight it's break. All, it's just all off. Slight break, and... Uppercut in the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> They're just hugging to catch each other's like, breath this right is, now. This is why I miss... Pride is like I missed the freak show. It was a freak show. They were really fun to watch. They occasionally had actually great fights, but it was mostly just freak show fights, and they're so entertaining. Isn't Ryzen kind of like that? Which one? Ryzen. Ryzen? Yeah, or is that? How do you say Ryzen or Risen? Yeah. Yeah. Risen. It's Risen. Oh, there we go. Okay, they're about to. They're charging up right now. <laughs> Charging up on each other's bodies. Yeah, they had their battery, their battery discharged. Don Fry still flattening the man's nose. Yeah, he's still got a nice left in the clinch. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you heard Don Fry's voice lately? Oh, I've I've seen his his little like public. Oh, oh a knee to the head while he's on the ground. He's, he's, that was uh, look at that dude. announcements. Here they go. Oh, they're oh. going again. They're oh, going again. Jesus, this is punching. <laughs> it is rock and fucking robot. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of cutting. When's the round over here? Yeah, skip to well Pride had the ten minute first round. Oh yeah. But the second round is just the same thing. And then I'm pretty sure that's where it ends. Yeah, let's just fine we'll, we'll fast forward to it. <laughs> we fast forwarded uh, to the exact same moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Eight minutes later, to the exact same moment in the fight. <laughs> they didn't think re- replays were possible, so yeah. they did it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can do that. Uh, this is the slow motion clinch. Oh, 
Oh yeah, yeah, we're about to end here. They're clinched up. They're breathing. Gen Seven looks a little frustrated. Oh, no, the guy just pulled full mount. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just such a classic move. Yeah. I mean, boom, really. Boom, boom. There, oh, wow. There's a, I, I don't remember who it is, but there's somebody in one of the, I think it's on the UFC 1 DVD. He pulls full the mount. They do just like, they, they sprint at each other, clash for a second, and the dude just pulls the guy into full mount, and then just the same thing, just gets smashed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I shouldn't do that. That's yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't want you just directly on top of me. That's a bad move. <laughs> Man, Don Fry. Okay, real, real quick before we we go though, I I did look up the video on how to properly do the Darce choke. So. Oh. You did. Oh should, my should, should we close out? Should we close out with getting the Darce <laughs> choke? Oh, I'm trying to experience uh, since since I'm uh, training as a. As a fighter now, I'm trying to experience say, all the, all the, uh, still at the yard? chokes. Everything's going well. Uh, still at the yard, yeah. I uh, chafed my um, <laughs> testicles. Uh, this thing happens pretty badly, so uh, I've kind of been out out of the gym for Luckily, a couple days. Luckily, this this choke has nothing to do with your testicles. <laughs> so broken toe last week because you sparred someone leagues above you. Yes. Chafe <laughs> testes. That is, you are on track, buddy. Yeah. Welcome to MMA. You're you're on your way you know to the like top. I can do this. Show. I don't know how these guys do it. Uh, is everyone's balls just like no, totally chafed? Or just, I'm telling you, you Ron. I told you this last week. You'll be surprised. In like two weeks, in two, three weeks, it'll just like all that shit just starts to take care of itself. Connor's entire three-piece suit was coated with gold bond at the the press event. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I found baby gold bond. Baby gold bond yeah. is the shit. It's, it's even really, more delicate. It's really smooth and wait, wait until you wait until your fucking cuff <laughs> rash or your crotch rash is fucking destin destin level. Like you know that destin, like that shit that they put on diaper rash. Oh, I've had, I I've had it that bad. <laughs> and you still went into that gym? Yes. Oh, I gotta work on my toughness because <laughs> I was I can't walk. It's like I'm limping around. Oh man! It's okay, brutal, man. I gotta get some time. Let's choke me out right Dude, now. Dude, all right. Let's do okay, it. cool. We got we got one microphone. Can we push this this way? Let's all right. Me. I'm gonna narrate. I I, I don't want to be conscious today. <laughs> all right. So we got Eric Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what what's your belt? What what kind of belt? What color belt do you have? Eric? I, ne- I never made it past white. Okay, a white belt. But I'm I, I'm not ashamed. I could do things. I'm not ashamed to get choked out by a white belt. Now, now you've experienced on this show so far. You've experienced a uh, a rear naked triangle body lock. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. And you real, and that's when you learned, like, oh, when this happens, you're getting choked in two places there. Yeah, I started to, I started started to see stars a little bit. Yeah, your chest cavity and your your throat cavity. So this one, okay. we're gonna go. You're gonna be in, in turtle. Turtle, which okay. is you're on yeah yeah you're on your knees right. Uh, you can you can face towards me. Okay. Yeah. I'm in turtle. So we're in we're in north south basically when you're in turtle, right? Okay. So there's there's the two different ways that this goes. There's anaconda choke. Oh gosh. Which is where you go, arm in on the neck side. Okay. And then the darce choke, oh. which is slipping through this way. Oh yeah. Right. So okay. you can already kind of feel that a little bit. And you're bit. under his armpit. I'm under his armpit, coming okay. through to the upper side on his neck. Uh, yeah. So get, right right hand to armpit. Right hand to armpit. Uh, yeah, my my left arm is under his right 
Yeah. Armpit, and you can that already hear him. Good. <laughs> that feels and good. And then you get that the gable grip on there, right? The gable. Oh yeah. And so then what you're doing from here is I'm gonna flip him onto Ouch. his side. Yep. Right okay. that. Oh. Right. Yeah. And from there, okay. Hold oh. his head in place. Oh, my head's and cool. slip my arm oh. deeper in. Oh god. <laughs> and then I'm gonna just grab my own bicep. Oh. And you basically have a head and arm in, in that Ugh. that position there. Okay. But then yeah. this is I just learned this today. Rather than just squeezing your arms tight, you push your wrist bone basically up into their carotid artery and shrug. And this is this is where Ron's gonna feel it, is right uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh wow. And it sucks, right? Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> that doesn't feel good. Yeah, oh. Ron, are you a little dizzy? Yeah. I definitely <laughs> felt like uh, for a second that it was gonna be night night for Ronnie. <laughs> and that's the thing, I, I literally just learned that today, re revisiting oh. the Darth Choke was you can get that and you can you can squeeze which is a normal head and arm but the one that i just did where you just tip your wrist up you're using almost no arm strength you're just flexing the shoulders up and you get that in there and then they're they're good to go dude it's nighty night it's nighty night and on that note it's nighty night for us here on the wolf ticks podcast <laughs> thank you everybody i'm ron erickson second I'm Patrick Pope, the only. This was Eric Thompson. George C. Kimmel IV. And we wish you adieu and good night. They're selling you all wolf tickets, people. You're eating them right up. Wolf tickets, Selling your wolf tickets, people, you eat them right up. Wolf tickets, people.